All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, and I'm joined by my good and hairy friend, J.W. Crewall. J.W., how are you doing today? Uh, I'm very hairy. <laughs> you are. Your hair is, for the people who are listening, his hair is exploding in many directions at the moment. As well, I can finally... Barely contained by a headband. Put it in, <laughs> I can finally put it in a bun. I mean, it's not a big bun. This has been but a huge piece of, of lore in the I, podcast, I feel like. I know. This is what I've been working towards for the last, what would you say, Riley? Five months? Something like that. It was like right after, uh, it was either right before or right after Roanoke, right? That's a, probably about right. So I guess four months. So this is this is pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's finally coming around and <laughs> it's really filling out. You know, it's kind of, I feel like I'm kind of just starting to reach like the puberty stage of <laughs> my uh, of my hair yeah of my man bun where it's just kind of things are getting bigger you know it's noticeable <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah definitely there's definitely a difference even from like a month ago <laughs> so yeah it's nice i mean hey you know soon we'll have some flowing locks that will rival even fabio even fabio that's a that's a tall order man but honestly we always say you got to set your goals high, you know? You got to aim for the top or you're, or you're never going to get anywhere. So I'm for That's it. Right. I'm for it, for sure. <laughs> Anything Appreciate else been going on in the world, JW? Well, I was supposed to have a gig tonight. So I was thinking that we would have to record the podcast a little later. Turns out things are going crazy in the world right now. And it was canceled. And <laughs> yeah. so here I am. Yeah. And I know we'll have plenty to say about that for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, honestly, I feel like just everything is going to eventually lead to that point. So we might as well just start, right? We got to talk about COVID-19 and its effect on Pokemon because <laughs> this is crazy. We were intending well, to talk about this last week even. And it just, we didn't yeah. get a chance because we were interviewing Jean. But this is really blowing up in the, just the past couple days. Well, and it's just like, and, you know, we're laughing about it. But I feel like that's like the only response that I can even right. come up it's with. It's not even laughing because it's funny. It's just like, you no, know, it's, you're just laughing. It's so wild. It's so it's unlike anything else that I've experienced ever. Yeah. And my wife is trying to say like, well, do you remember um, SARS or like H1N1? But I was like significantly younger back then. And I still don't remember just things getting canceled like the nba just never got canceled right for <laughs> songs you know that just wasn't i mean h1n1 i felt like was not that big of a deal you know in the end yeah that too that too i uh, it's just really it's it's scary it's interesting it's unique it's just kind of wild and i'm very shocked that um we're seeing this massive response i mean i hope that it's kind of an over uh, kill right i hope that that it's actually not just insanely widespread but just that all these you know colleges and uh sports leagues and things like this are just taking extra precautionary measures right um but i don't know when we'll know and it's it's hard to say because it's, it has such a long incubation period and it clearly spreads quickly it's uh it's been wild you know like I mean, I work in the medical industry, and so we kind of get our own perspective into this, and we're developing software to keep up with the, what's going on. Um, 
But for example, there was a huge medical conference that was supposed to happen this week, and we had tons of people trying to get ready for it, and just it gets canceled like the day before. Yep. And yep. that's just the way things are right now. Um, all sorts of hospitals that I work with are all like restricting their travel. Like nobody can leave <laughs> the area, and they all have to work remote on their IT teams. It's a, it's been a wild ride for sure. And sure. I think what really kicked off it really setting in how crazy it was getting for me was honestly when EUIC got canceled. Right. And so. Right. Because that's that's our bubble. Right. Right. Yeah. That, you know, like all these other things. OK, whatever. You know, they're just, you know, maybe going a little off the deep end or or, uh, you know, they don't you know, or maybe it's like in a different country, you know, it's a little closer to the epidemic or something like that. But but to have a major Pokemon tournament canceled was yeah, very eye-opening to me as well. Right. And I mean, now, in the past couple of days, we've had more things which were also serving that kind of purpose, like the NBA getting canceled for the season. That's pretty eye-opening, you know? Like, well, just... they haven't been canceled. It's been suspended in the NBA's defense, but suspended indefinitely. So right. could just be canceled. It's probably just canceled at this point. Um, so, like, and again, kind of echoing what you said, I hope... In my, and I, it's not saying that I think it is because I think we're doing the right things, but I hope that this ends up being an overreaction in the sense that I hope that things aren't as severe as they could be. Um, I like I don't want people getting hurt or dying, and I'm glad that we're taking the measures. I would rather overshoot something like this than undershoot it. Right. That's for right, sure. exactly exactly. I think we've seen a little bit of a miscalculation by maybe the highest up. Uh, you know, the government people that could maybe have put preventative measures in place, you know, a month or two ago. And, you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but, you know, still having um, just testing kits and uh, more affordable health care for this uh, in particular. Uh, but then you look at the response from, you know, the colleges, you look at the response from the performing arts uh, sector, which I'm very heavily involved in, which is, again, just like canceling pretty much everything. My gig got canceled. You know, a bunch of things from orchestras around the country have been canceled. So they're like very aware. Uh, and then Pokemon as well. Uh, I just hope that they do a little bit more. You know, we have some regionals that are coming up right. in Charlotte and Toronto. And to be honest, at this point, I really, really would suggest that they do not happen. And if you are planning on going... Or if you were planning on going, I, I would suggest that you do not go. I and We were talking about this pretty extensively beforehand. I would agree. Um, we're getting to the point where things just need to be canceled. Like, for, Charlotte is in a hotbed right now. It's not a great place to be. Not to mention the organizers just got technically banned from entering the United States uh, because the organizers yeah. are from Europe. <laughs> so that's also a thing. Um, yeah. But regardless, I think... I think both of these regionals have recently announced a refund policy. If they don't get formally canceled, I would take advantage of that. I really would recommend putting not only your own health, but you are no doubt surrounded by a lot of people who could potentially be impacted if you were a carrier for, you know, X amount of weeks. And so think of it as more, it doesn't necessarily have to be you if you're young and fit and likely right. to, to be okay from something like this. There are tons of people, even people who are like invisible to you, um, not necessarily because you don't notice them or they're not a part of your life, but they, their immunocompromised aspect of their life might not be obvious on first sight. Um, right. An obvious example that comes to mind that relates to our own personal lives is our friend Otto. Uh, he's very fit, young man, 
but he is immunocompromised because he has Crohn's disease and he takes pills that suppress his immune system. So he's kind of an at-risk population. You would never guess that by looking at him. So exactly. So exactly. I guess the point I'm driving home is like, think about the people around you, be cognizant of that. And just, I would really recommend staying away from these large gatherings at this point in time. If we're seeing to the point where all these other things are being canceled, even in other card games, like magic and Yu-Gi-Oh have suspended everything indefinitely. Like we got to take the same attitude if it's not officially implemented. Although I would not be surprised if we see a statement in the next week from Pokemon. Right. I, I would, I would agree with that. It's just, it's interesting too, because um, normally I would be a little bit more like, uh, you know, it's not that big of a deal or like, you know, we can, we can still have this. And as long as we take precautionary measures, but just the fact that all these other places have canceled, like I, I trust that. Right. You know, I really trust that for the NBA to say that, you know, probably arguably the best American sports league right now uh, you know, at least in terms of trajectory, maybe not, you know, earnings as much as uh, the National Football League, but in, you know, they, they've been on a huge upward trajectory uh, for the last couple of decades. And for them to just say like, you know what, we're foregoing all profits, you know, to have these big companies just say, you know what? No, this is more important. Like that to me, I, I trust that a lot when a company can say, I value a person over a profit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're to the point where medical conferences are being canceled, and that's exactly the kind of thing you would want to, <laughs> to discuss these kinds of happenings. So if that's not any indication, I don't know what is. Also, we just lost an entire country, basically. Like, Italy's just gone, effectively, from planet Earth for the time being. Yeah, yeah it's just blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's ins- yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty sobering, too, to hear that maybe, what, a week ago, where they were just, like, suspending pretty much all non-essential operations, and now even more restrictive right they restricted it today to only banks grocery stores and pharmaceutical companies everything else is closed (laughs) like i mean come on like we're dealing with something serious for sure so again our recommendation is not to go to events and any meta discussion that we have is just for your own personal tcgo enjoyment (laughs) at the moment (laughs) Because we really want to stick to our guns on this. Um, I personally won't yeah, be going we, uh, to any events right now. I'm sure DW right. feels the same. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about going to a cup this weekend, and even then, I mean, it's it's kind of tough too because you don't want to let something like this turn into so much of a panic that that your entire life is just you know zero. Like you're flatlining uh, from doing anything, and you're like scared to you know breathe. Like that's that's a little excessive. So like. I think you could get away with local events. Uh, but even that said, like, I, I am not going to local cups, you know, I am not going to be the one that could potentially, um, I don't know, be that carrier or be that, that harm, um, right. For somebody else. So, you you know, you kind of have to weigh your, weigh your pros and cons a little bit. I think locally you can kind of get away with, you know, meeting up with your friends, obviously, um, you know, doing small event gatherings, but a thing as large as a regional. So you just, you just never know. And, and I would, I would stay away from something like that. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, and I'm going to get a little critical here, the Charlotte Regional, now this, granted this was before the, <laughs> the travel ban for Europe into the United States, uh, they released a statement earlier today that I thought was frankly just kind of irresponsible about the regional still being going on. And the reason I say that is it just kind of read like, you know, if you're sick, just don't come. Like, please don't come. Uh, 
uh, we a- we ask you pretty please and it's just like you know you see so it's kind of like acknowledging there's a problem but refusing to do anything about it you know you well they had laid out you know some well, points they, they laid out there's gonna be hand sanitizer and they'll have like their staff will be trained but like and this isn't meant to be rude but like judges make mistakes even just with pokemon cards you know and now we're also putting the onus of responsibility with onto them for like managing a, a pandemic outbreak like that's yeah. that's not fair to the judges or the players you know in i think in their defense in their defense i don't know if it was categorized as a pandemic because i believe that was done today so they had you know what I, mean, I don't know i don't know the exact <laughs> i'm just saying i'm not i'm not you know defending necessarily i'm just providing more um sure. you know why you know why the to or why the head organizer would um you know wh- why they would release a statement like that you know because if you if you don't have these kind of official measures taken then i think it can be pretty easy to just say oh you know things are going to be fine like it's it's a little bit overblown and if you don't see the the um i don't know carnage or if you don't see the the effects you know in your home country then it's going to be like all right th- things are going to blow over it's not really that big of a deal but uh now that it is you know classified as a pandemic by the world health organization that that's just a really big step and i, I hope pokemon um follows follows step with a lot of these other organizations and cancels their tournaments i mean the precedent's definitely been set with other card games so you know yeah. i you know if it gets to the point where Yu-Gi-Oh is canceling tournaments the most money grubbing of them all i think <laughs> i think we're good man i think it's good to call it quits <laughs> so then sure. i think we have to talk about like what are the consequences of this you know this was something yeah. I was initially thinking of when EUIC got canceled. You know, like right. that is the big tournament in Europe. A lot of our listeners are from North America, but we have a lot that are also from, you know, Australia, Europe, South America. And so, you know, losing your IC is a big deal. Like that is where a large amount of your entire region's points will come from. If you think about right. it, for the NA listeners, every year we have a huge amount of people who put their invite onto NAIC saying, I need to get top 256, top 128, X amount at NAIC to actually get my invite for Worlds this year. And a lot of them, that's how they get their invite, you know? It's very, very common for people to just clean up that last 80 points at NAIC. Uh, Absolutely. And I I think it would be on a fairly large order of magnitude, too, that that would happen. So then, you know, this is completely ignoring any discussions of like what would happen NAIC though what do we think pokemon should do about europe under the assumption that world still happens yeah i mean this is again this is all just saying that okay we're we're controlling the virus we we understand the implications of canceling these events and kind of uh keeping people away from large gatherings and just saying okay we'll have the virus under control until we can get you know the testing supplies the doctors uh necessary the hospitals ready to go etc cetera, etc cetera, so that worlds can happen so okay assuming all that is taken care of um right i mean they'll have to lower the CP requirement, you know, it, it, it kind of feels a little like to me, I'm saying this out loud and it feels a little stupid to say just because um, of how, how much this has gone from like zero to a hundred in America. Uh, but it's uh, you know, yeah, they'll have to lower the CP requirement. They'll have to maybe potentially add like a tournament or two uh, SPE type event where, 
you know, they can position them strategically where, you know, people could get to them and garner a few more uh, points that they would otherwise need. Yeah, I think that's kind of the situation we're in. Although I will say, like, planning a stuff, planning something like a IC, or not even IC, but like a special event out or even a regional, um, that's a lot of yeah. effort and manpower that has to go into that. And a lot of planning ahead of time, you know, just to secure these yeah. venues is something that has to happen a, a while out. Um, so then I think another question that could potentially be interesting is what is the metric there? You know, what is a fair amount to award back to the players in the event of something like an IC being canceled? I mean, it's tough. I think you would probably, the biggest thing would probably just be to lower the, the CP bar. So if you're saying that, you know, per quarter, you know, you right. expect to earn X amount of CP. And then if you have lost what, this is quarter three now. So if you lose a quarter, then you lower the CP by that amount. I mean, that would be probably the first way to go. Uh, the other thing that you could maybe do in terms of adding new tournaments that wouldn't quite be the manpower necessary to add like another regional or SPE would be to potentially add more local tournaments. And I know that's not the best answer, but if you gave every store, you know, a, a cap of i don't know two cups or three cups even right, in the like quarter, quarter. Yeah. then maybe that can assuage some of the difficulty that people have in accruing their points i i kind of agree those are all things i've kind of thought about i think for europe probably lowering about 50 ish cp would be appropriate as it stands currently if things continue to get canceled that would need to be looked at further um I think you're kind of right. You kind of have to judge it. If you lose a large portion of a quarter, that would translate to how much CP you should probably get like back yeah. to you. So yeah. I think like on average, you'd probably have about 50 in Europe that you would need to account for. Um, assuming nothing else really happens. If more stuff continues to happen, we'd be looking more like a hundred or even more than that potentially. Um, sure. And it really just depends on the scope of things that happen. Um, sure. Another, the only problem is like also quarter four is very short typically. And so if it gets to the point where we're good to go in quarter four, we only have so much time to make up. I mean, and it's, and it's not going to be fair. Right. And there's not, like, there's no fair solution, I guess. You know, there, there's no perfect, there's no perfect solution. And like, you know, and then it doesn't even take into the fact that like maybe people plan their whole season around having, you know, quarter three open in Europe. Right. And they're saying, okay, I'm going to go to Malmo. I'm going to go to the European championships and I'm going to just grind. I'm going to start from nothing and then go to, right. uh, you know, invite then. So like, it's not going to be fair right you just have to cancel things and and that's very unfortunate but it's just the reality of the situation yeah i i think that's kind of the unfortunate truth is there's no perfect solution to uh to something completely out of our control right right it, pokemon didn't decide for this to happen they're just reacting to it and uh that's kind of where we are right now i my hope my sincere hope is that things get to the point where we can still have a world championship and it includes as many people who would have otherwise gone as possible um but i guess that just all remains to be seen <laughs> sure yeah absolutely so we're 20 minutes in we've talked about coronavirus for 20 minutes COVID 19 um again we'll say this one last time our recommendation is to not go to large events right now and we sincerely hope that pokemon listens to the world community at this point and postpones or cancels events as necessary 
um, particularly Toronto and Charlotte are the immediate ones on our radar, uh, probably Salt Lake City as well. Um, yeah. Shifting gears a little bit, um, I don't want to completely not talk about the meta just because I am kind of enjoying where it is right now. I would restrict it to TCGO. That's where I'm playing right now. And it's great. It's great. You know, like TCGO is a great small place to be. Um, That's right. Genevieve, I know you also won a cup this last weekend with yeah. ADP Zoshin. I know. So, uh, it was so broken, they canceled all events afterwards. <laughs> that was just such a definitive win. They had to stop the season. <laughs> so why don't you talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah, so I uh, I played just a, a tag call version of ADP. I thought it was, you know, the best deck. And I had been laboring a lot to try to find a deck that would win. I was, I you know, before the weekend, I was 100 points basically away from the invites. And so I was just looking for, you know, ways to, you know, get those few finishes for cups and just saying, okay, what's the best deck in the format? Let me just build that and go with it and um, <laughs> yeah. so i did so i, I accrued the cards for for adp zashin and you know hadn't played a tournament in this format yet so i was curious to see how it would go and ended up going pretty well i just found throughout the day that i was significantly more consistent than my opponent and i'm happy that i built the adp zashin deck because from what we've been talking about on the cast for like the entirety of the last month we've been saying it's the best deck in format it's the best <laughs> we format. really have yeah and and it's it's finally like broke through on the international level too and i felt very validated not only with my uh choice at the cup but just seeing toward and uh you know his his teammates just do very very well with it in malmo and so you know it was just like of course this deck is so busted um ended up playing a lot of mewtwo there were three uh no i played two mewtwo decks in the uh finals and top four and ended up 2-0ing both <laughs> and then i played a pikaram that i beat and i think my only loss on the day was to a mirror that i had to play a dedene down and so yeah that was that's catastrophic in the mirror sometimes and well and then it was like i played a dedene down and it was like okay i win the game if he doesn't have great catcher that turn or a gust that turn because he was a little bit behind uh, he had like missed a step at some point and uh as long as he doesn't have a catcher that turn but he did and then he was able to you know steamroll it from there so it was it was actually a really intense game because i was able to you know he got the catcher and then so i'm like okay if i can just knock out his zacian he only has the one built up with three energy on it if i can knock that out then he has to come up with another zacian you know with two metal patches and uh you know and and, and return knockout for the win and he ends up doing that, which was just insane. I like Marnie him and he is able to get a Zacian from nothing uh, <laughs> built up, which is just, I mean, that's a testament to how good the deck is. Uh, so that yeah. was my one loss. I ended up playing against in round four, I played against a uh, Mewtwo Malamar, which was pretty tough. I think my opponent maybe made a few uh, missteps along the way. He used his Pale Moon GX, mm-hmm. um, which... Yeah, Trevnor, which was, I think, just a mistake. I think he wanted to earlier use Clear Vision or, um, you know, maybe just disrupt my hand. Yeah, Clear Vision's good in the matchup for sure. Instead of using the GX attack, but he ended up doing that. So I think maybe just not, he was a little bit of a newer player. So I think just maybe not as familiar with how the matchup uh, would go, but squeaked away with that one and uh, finished it out, obviously, in top eight uh, with a win against a 
Zard, a, a Charizard Greens deck, which is very stressful. I got to say, <laughs> very, very stressful. And then to Mewtwo to finish out the day. So I felt very comfortable with the deck. There was really not a deck in the room that I was scared of. And I'm just happy that that the deck proved its worth. It, it was something that I was really struggling with, trying to find ways to beat it or, you know, should I play this deck? And I was testing and it like wasn't really doing that well on the ladder, <laughs> but I ended up going for it and it paid off. Yeah. So one thing that I'm interested in, and especially now that you've gotten a chance to play the cards in real life, what are your thoughts on kind of the two field? There's, I guess, two slash 2.5 schools of thought with, ADP Zacian right now. There's the tag call engine, and there's the more toward turbo energy spinner variant. Yeah, um, and then of course, like within both of those, there's like varying amounts of catcher cards that you play in the deck. Sure. So, which of those variants do you prefer, just between the spinner versus the Guzmahala? Sure, I think that uh, I think that towards version is just a, the corners are a little rounded. I think it's like a better tag call version. I felt with tag call, I was never really missing a beat, but I would also feel that way about towards version and also have like extra draw, mm -hmm. like extra power. And so, you know, if I had to, if I had to categorize the two lists towards is just, yeah, the, the corners are a little bit rounded. So you have this like block that was the list that I played this, this tag call version that was, I think very, um, straightforward and then you have towards list which was just like the the cards in the deck were a little bit more versatile so i'll give the example of the tag calls versus the cherish balls well tag calls you know you want to tag all on your first turn so that you can get your adp down but you could also have cherish balls you know in towards version which would get you not only the adp but also the dedene so it's a little bit that little bit more versatile um additionally the only way in uh, the tag call version to you know bring out your energy and specifically your aurora or unit energy would be with Guzmahala. So if you have the um, you know energy spinners, then you're able to draw those out with a Jirachi and not need to use your supporter for turn. So again, right. just like smoothing out the corners, and then the energy spinners can be useful in the late game to dig out the um, you know the metal energy. And by playing basic energy, you don't have to discard things. It's just, it's just a little bit, it's like marginally better. Right. You know, and if, if you have to put like a percentage on it, like I would say it's like 4% yeah, better. 5% better you know, is what like I was going to say. Very, like, you know, very tiny compared to the whole, but it is, I think his version is better. So. Yeah. It's, it's like kind of funny uh, on multiple levels, I guess. Like first off, both variants were the finals, right? Like, yeah, so clearly yeah. there is, it's not like a clear, obvious choice because it's really, the finals is very close. You know, it was, it wasn't like Tord was like, boom, 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 oh, yeah. blowing right. this right. game out. Like it was right. all, it was always close. Um, yeah. Besides the the situation where Brian dead drew. Um, but even beyond that, I was actually experimenting with Cherish Ball just because I was playing two Dedenne. And I actually heard on the Limitless podcast was Robin talking about like playing multiple Dedenne. And like, I like that idea, but I want to search them out. So I started playing Cherish Falls. I didn't fully catch on to the uh, Energy Spinner Water, though. And that was the piece that I think really pushed it to like the next level. And um, sure. 
Sure. And obviously having the custom or and having the acro bikes is also very good. Uh, I do just want to say in terms of building the ADP Zossian list, there are a few things that I just, whatever version you go with, there are a few things that I think are like permanence that I would never go lower than. And uh, those are the two Dedenne. I think those are just so good, no matter if you play the tag call or- um, Two Dedenne is really good. Towards towards version. Yeah. It's just, it, it's so good. It's such a good crutch and consistency card. It, it's so just, I, I can't, I can't fathom playing the deck with one. Uh, two just feels correct because there are turns at the end of the game where you just want to dig through your deck and then also play a supporter. And so having that is so huge. And then um, the other thing that I would say is having four Zacian is massive because it's it's a deck that the game plan turn one is so simple where <laughs> you want to get an ADP down with an energy and you want to get an energy on your Zacian. Like that, that if you do that, I think, uh, you know, the win percentage for that board state must be, you know, astronomically higher than if you, um, you know, didn't get an energy on the Zacian. And obviously, like, if you don't get a first turn attachment. So it's just, that's like the perfect board state. And so having the four Zacian so that you start with it or draw into it uh, is just, is very clutch. I've found it to be just a huge boon. I was playing with four Jirachi and three Zacian. But that wasn't that good be for two reasons. Uh, one is Wait, that the list you sent me had four Zashian though. Could you just not find one? No, no, no. I'm saying I I was like testing. I had been testing oh, with okay. had four, and then the one that I sent you was the one that I played at the okay, cup. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, starting a Zacian isn't so bad, right? Because it just has a lot of HP. So the Jirachi um, doesn't get knocked out by things like uh, jumping balloon or. Um, Sogaleo in the Mewtwo decks. And yeah, it, it's just something that, you know, can take a hit or two, which I really liked throughout the day. So four Zacian is definitely the way to go. And Jirachi is almost a pivot. Um, you like to start with it. It's definitely a good card to start with, but it's not a card you need to start with. Where yeah, I it barely has, start Jirachi, man. Like <laughs> it, it has been in some other decks. I mean, I would look at, I don't know, like something like Pikaram is like, yeah, you just really love to start Jirachi, Malamar. and you'll retreat. You'll retreat into it. Yeah, Malamar, like you'll retreat into Jirachi. I don't often find myself like needing to retreat into Jirachi with, uh, with Zacian. So, it, it's a great deck, and I would just say those two things: two to Dene, four Zacian, and then really the, uh, you know, the rest of the list is is kind of however you prefer it. Four switch. Four switch. Okay. <laughs> For sure. Four switch. I. For sure. You can't play a deck that four switch. I don't think. Okay. I think four switch is a higher priority than four Zashian. Nah, dude. No, it's four Zash. I I will nah, take. That I will. I will. If I had to choose between my four Zash and my four switch, I would play that four switch, bro. Well, yeah, but you're not making that choice. No, no, you you shouldn't. But I'm just saying, <laughs> if if I had to, <laughs> that's what I would. Right. Do. <laughs> <laughs> you know some horrible thing was happening to me and i was forced to choose yes 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 <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah i think i think overall we kind of have similar thoughts like toward kind of pushed the deck to the next level um i am kind of still a fan of the decks that play um more than four catchers uh like three to four pokemon catchers sure um, yeah, you were talking about that a little bit as well. Yeah, I talked about yeah. that a lot in our group chats. Um, I still really like that. And part of the reason I like that is in the mirror, getting that gust is 
if you can get the gust before them, it kind of puts you in the exact state you need to win. Um, yeah. Especially if your opponent played a Dedene down and you can, um, what is it called? ADP attack it. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. If you can ultimate Ray a Dedene with ADP, you basically win every time with yep. ADP Zashin in the mirror. So that's why I like having a lot of catchers. Um, that being said, they're not necessary. They're definitely a boon. Um, and you can kind of weigh for yourself whether you'd rather play acro bikes or, you know, more tech cards or whatever. Um, sure. It's definitely a preference sure. thing. One thing that I didn't love uh, from Tord's List, and I hope I'm remembering correctly, but I don't think he played a Fion, which I found was not immensely... Not a Fion or a Reset Stamp. Yeah, I, I found the Fion to be just immensely useful in um, every basically every game I played, even as just a disruption, but also that little extra insurance against something like uh, Stall or Obstagoon. Um, right. You know, I did play end up playing a Stall deck. I won very easily on Saturday. <laughs> but the, you know, playing against Obstagoon, I feel like you would want that, um, that Gust. And then it can also just disrupt against things like specifically Mewtwo, if they start a Mewtwo and then bench one to Dene with no other cards, um, then just using the Fion is like you're forcing them to burn a resource or to attach a, an escape board or something. And that's not always something that they have in hand. I actually had that happen in, I think, my top four match where I just used the, uh, used the Fion just to try to provide, you know, a little bit of disruption and make him waste a resource. And it turns out he never had that resource <laughs> to begin with. So it bought me an extra turn and with that kind of uh, matchup, just that extra turn is basically going from, okay, we'll see how it plays out to I am in firm control of this game from start to finish. So Yeah. So, and shout out to the Tricky Gym Raiders who are just coming in. Um, I think we've talked a lot about Zashin. It's very clear that we love Zashin on Tag Team. We think it's the best deck. We have thought it's the best deck for a month now. And that's probably yeah. not going to change in the foreseeable future. Um, right. But there are other decks out there. And I think the ones that are rising to the top for me are the Blacephalon decks. Um, both the baby and the adult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but honestly, I think I'm really liking Blacephalon GX right now. A surprising amount, which is something I right. never thought I would say. <laughs> right. I'm playing Pokemon. Right. And, uh, Brady and I have been talking a lot about Blacephalon. We've just literally net decked the list from Malmo that played the four Marnies. And uh, it's just been so good. It's uh, I've been dealing with ADPs very well. I've been, you know, rolling over all sorts of other GX decks. Um, right. And it's been a blast. Have you gotten a chance to test out any of those fire decks? I have played a little bit of the Baby Blacephalon deck, and I found that to be just extremely fun more than anything. I, I often yeah, this find is very that, fun. that deck is a blast. I lose, I lose the, um, you know, just the consistency. Like when you go from a deck like uh, ADP, which is like, for me, has never really whiffed. You know, I never really whiffed at turn two altered creation, I know, you know, unless they play something like Crushing Hammer. But, you know, you just, it's so consistent. And then you go to something like Blacephalon where you're like, well, I need a welder here and hope I hit another Pokemon or else I, you know, it's like that kind of thing. You're always kind of that early game where you're on the edge of your seat. Um, I don't love that, but obviously the late game where you're one-shotting, 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 everything in your path uh, is so strong that you can't really discount the deck. Yeah, I've, uh, honestly, my favorite part of Stefan's list 
just for the fun of it has been the uh the cramorant <laughs> the cramorant v is so fun to use <laughs> Like if you're desperate, you can beat catch, which that rocks. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And then the the what is it like the beak shot? Is that what it's called? Like yeah, beak shot. <laughs> just like hitting a Dene or a Jirachi or an Obstagoon or something. Just that is amazing. Uh, so bro. Whenever I'm on Discord with Brady, we call it Creamy Lad in honor of Mark Daly. <laughs> 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 Spit shot. That's what it is. Not beak shot. Um, so yeah, Cravey Lad has been insanely clutch for me. I've loved that. But honestly, I, I yeah. do like Placephalon GX more right now. Um, for exactly the kind of things that you're calling out that you didn't like about Baby Placephalon, where it you know <laughs> you're often in these weird situations where like I have to hit a Pokemon off this welder, or I have to hit right. two fires and a crystal off this welder. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, all sorts of crazy it, stuff like that. Yeah, you just put yourself in these situations where you're like just clenching. You know, you just clench the whole time. All the time. It, kind of, it reminds me of like Malamar, you know, where you just, uh, you know, hope I hit it, you know, Cynthia for six. Uh, and I hope I hit a psychic energy and a right. way to discipline it. You know, it's like you're just clenching the whole time with Blissephalon. So it never gives me enough confidence to play it in a tournament. But I just love rolling it on the ladder because you pretty much know. It's when the so fun to play on the ladder. Yeah. Or you lose. It's a, so. Both of the Cephalon decks are great for ladder. Uh, just because they're like they're quick they're fun you have a great time playing them um but honestly like if i if i was going to a tournament which again i recommend not doing um i think blacephalon is one of my top picks right now gx um it does in my opinion does really well into adp because you can sure what some one of adp's biggest boons is that you can force the adp up and then force two zashians and that's three knockouts which are kind of hard to get individually all of them mm -hmm. um well, can offset that just by bursting you know you burst one turn and then they're still attaching to their adp um and immediately you offset that trade um right it can knock out adp is the turn that they gx but even if you whiff it it's not the end of the world because the island challenge amulet um the thick marnie line can actually just affect any deck uh, and make right. them just randomly whiff one thing that's all it really takes uh I just, I think the deck's really strong right now. And also the draw power is insane. Like, it's so fun sure. to sure. draw three cards at a time, four different times in a turn. <laughs> Let's see. Heat Factory, Oracorio, the Naganadel. And Welder. I guess you could like, oh, and Welder, right. <laughs> and you could, like, Naganadel twice. So I guess you could draw it five times. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's just like the drawing three over and over is just hilarious to me i have a great time doing that <laughs> it's like playing a how repeatedly yeah you know it's like something is more exciting about drawing three four times than or yeah. like drawing three twice is more exciting than drawing six once in my opinion yep yep <laughs> you know, doing all these ridiculous actions to draw three like i'm gonna discard this fire energy then this i'm gonna discard this ultra beast and then because one of my pokemon was knocked out i'm gonna draw three more just because and then I'm gonna, so, bro. I'm gonna attach two energy and draw three more it's just like what is going on over there <laughs> so would i mean would you feel confident uh to take blacephalon gx to you know like hypothetically i mean toronto shouldn't happen we expect them to cancel uh that tournament but if toronto was happening and you were going would you be comfortable taking blacephalon gx oh yeah actually <laughs> i've I've been playing a lot of Pokemon TCGO the last couple of days. Um, I kind of 
we talk about this a lot, you and I individually, but we always talk about how like people like Tord always manage to find like the next step, you know. And uh, I was on talking to Brady the other day, and we're like, you know, how does this keep happening? And I don't think there's having su- they obviously have a lot of innate talent, but Tord plays more Pokemon than probably anyone in the world. Uh, that guy is on the ladder, <laughs> and you you'll see him there too. I've played Tord tons of times on the ladder, um, and I'm just like, you know what? I just got to play more Pokemon. So I've been playing a lot, and a lot of that time has been devoted to Blacephalon because it just keeps winning. And sure. I'm about that. Um, let's let's go down that rabbit hole for a little bit because uh, we were talking about this, you know, w- over the last week, but just saying like the EU is doing very well. We're we always kind of not not us specifically, but I think Americans in general just kind of rag on Europe as being maybe a lesser region or uh, you know not as skilled on average and i would just wonder your thoughts on that you know i I think there is like this kind of american dominance type uh but if we look at you know the eu winners or the ic winners excuse me uh since it's happened i mean it's a majority of european players so just given that like how would you address somebody that says america is better than europe you know i think it's you can never really make a sweeping statement like that but i think there has been a huge stigma with Europe, and I think part of it is they have a smaller player base, so it kind of seems like just these couple players are the only ones that matter, um, when they probably proportionally have more fantastic players than America does, if I really had to make a reach there. Um, they've won, I think, if you're if I'm doing the math right, they've won over half uh, of the ICs, They've won Worlds recently, and I don't think the U.S. can really say that. Uh, last time we won Worlds was uh, Jacob Van Wagner in 2015. So, yeah. I mean, Europe is really making a case for themselves, and I don't think the haters are unjustified. And I think even beyond yeah. that, I think the U.S. for a long time had a really bad attitude about the game, and they didn't really care to get better. They didn't really care to test as extensively as they should have. And this attitude is kind of adjusted over the years. Um, but if you look back on archives from like Verbank and Hefonte from a couple of years back, you'll see it where people just do not care to test and were adamant that testing was a waste of time. Right. And, and I would say, Hey, I choose my deck, you know, the day the night before and, or the day. Of, and yeah. this was something we saw a lot of people saying and resonating with and American players that is. Um, yeah. And this- well, and I actually, I mean, I kind of think back to when I was first starting and like, not to by no means throwing this legendary American player under the bus, but like you'd have these stories and, and he'd write articles, but uh, Kyle Sukovich would be like, well, I have two decks and I rolled a die the, the day of, and I chose this deck because it was a six, you know? And it's like, oh, <laughs> you know? So even as long as I've been playing, like people just in, in, in America have just kind of yeah, maybe foregone testing, and, and now we're kind of seeing um, just what can happen, how the heights you can reach uh, the more that you test. Right, and so, like, I kind of decided that I want to work on that more and, and improve more, because I want to be, and I think, I, I don't think I'm, like, a bad player by any means, but I want to be on the top of the game, you know? I don't want to just, I don't want to not win regionals, <laughs> you know? Right. And I don't want to just get top four with them either. You know, right. I was I was very happy to get top four last year, but I want to win a regional. <laughs> so, what what can I do to take that next step? Um, right. 
And that's kind of where my mindset is right now. Which has led me down this path of playing with Cephalon on ladder a bunch. <laughs> which that was, yeah. <laughs> maybe that isn't the best solution to the problem. But I do think it's a very good deck. I think it's very underrated right now. I think sure. people are taking it for granted and thinking that it can't be ADP when that's just not true. And I think sure. part of the reason I got inspired even before Brady started talking to me about the stupid deck was uh, I was playing ADP a lot myself. And, you know, ADP mirrors are probably my least favorite mirror ever. Um, or one of them. Um, just because they feel... It's either you go first or you gust first. And that's what yes. will win you the game. Right. Um, as opposed to, like, really making some outstanding play that they didn't see coming. It just doesn't happen. Um, no. Like, maybe early on you could surprise people with, like, Zigzagoon-type stuff. But I think that surprise factor is kind of gone. Um, and also that kind of stuff is slowly getting phased out anyway. Um, sure. So, so I was playing ADP, though, on the ladder, uh, getting to my original thought. And I hit a Blacephalon. And I'm like, you know, he's never going to knock out my ADP with turn IGX. So I'm just going to knock out his Blacephalon with Ultimate Ray. And then I knock out another Blacephalon with Brave Blade and I win. And, and you know, this guy just straight up knocked out my ADP the turn IGX without much effort whatsoever. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, I have a frying pan of my Zacian. I'll reset stamp him to three and maybe he won't knock out my Zacian from zero energy yet. You know, gosh darn it, he did. <laughs> I was like, right. you know, this is insane. This thing has to have some merit. And sure. so, so that's what kind of led me down this rabbit hole. I I think Blacephalon Baby is more fun because you got Cramy Lad, you got uh, Victini Prism Star is fun. Uh, just discarding energy from your hand is really fun. And like the uncapped yeah. damage that you can get. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> like, and I, I, I was on ladder the other day, if you were watching the stream and I was like, Let's just BM and I like fire, fire. Yeah, flame. you know, you get like twelve energy had, in your hand. I did like hundred damage. You know, it's like that's so fun. Yeah, like doing six hundred damage that freaking rocks, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like less maintenance. I think ultimately why I think Blacephalon GX is better is it plays better off the board. Um, yeah. You always have more yeah. stuff going for you. And but one thing sure. we talked about briefly in general before the podcast, and maybe this is worth exploring in more decks is Orcario GX has been like a real superstar in those decks. It really is what actually makes them work. Sure. And I mean, we were talking about this too. Uh, we need to stay, we need to stop saying that we were talking about this. We just need to stop and talking talk. before the podcast. Well, that's it too. <laughs> <laughs> but Orcario is this so is a strictly business now. relationship from now on. That's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. No more. No more. It's like, okay. I won't even say what it's like. But... <laughs> There's no power plant. Power plant just isn't a card that's in this meta game. It's and not I, very good right now. It's not very good. There's chaotic swells in Mewtwo decks, uh, Mewtwo Malamar decks. Um, it's just not a good. It doesn't really stop much of anything. I mean, uh, Zacian decks can play without Dedenne very easily, um, and and just doesn't really perform that well. Maybe against a Mewtwo thing, but like the better Mewtwo counter is probably Mimikyu over a stadium. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you have these cards that are just kind of coming out of the woodwork, uh, specifically Oracorio, which is just a nice little extra consistency card. Yeah. Yeah, nice is really an understatement in decks like Welder-based decks as well, because they, 
really need that extra little push, I feel like, to actually get their combos consistently. Um, sure. And it makes a significant difference. Three cards, you know, who, who would have thought that Hal was so good in the end? Sure. <laughs> Tierno, Charon, you know, pick your yeah. poison, hop. Right, right. I mean, but then you have, like, the flip side, like, uh, Marnie is a very good card. So Marnie uh, combined with a knockout is a lot of decks, you know, reset stamp to one strategy, right? right? And it's so, just that's huge insurance against that. Yeah, just try to get you to whiff that one little turn or, or uh, you know, give them that little space where you're not quite able to set up the rest of your board. Um, and so, I mean, we look at Tord's winning list. It didn't play any reset stamps. So the only way he could disrupt your hand was with Marnie. And then just getting that extra three cards. Like, suddenly you start your turn with eight cards <laughs> instead of five. And that's huge to be able to have a response. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um so I don't know, maybe Oracoria might even be worth exploring in other decks. Uh, sure. It is making a significant impact, in my opinion, in these fire decks. So sure. something perhaps worth testing? I don't know. I guess it depends. I think it's probably best in decks that have combos. Um, so Zashian could, pro- could almost certainly accommodate it in the list, um, but it wouldn't be as worthwhile because it plays pretty well off of uh, basically nothing. <laughs> like You don't need a lot to get going. Well, and I find, too, that the Zacian board, I don't want to overfill with things because you usually have, you know, your ADP, and if it doesn't get knocked out, that's just a bench sitter for the rest of the game. You usually have two Zacians, usually have a Jirachi, an Oranguru, and then you leave your last spot open for, like, a Dedene, Fio, and that kind of thing. Well, I usually and think of it as you have, like, two bench flex spots. You have the ones that you're talking about. Oranguru, right. I don't think, is a given on a particular game. Uh, it is sure, good to have sure. for sure i find in probably 70 percent of the games i'm going a ranker i mean ranker is good for sure but i feel like sometimes you play two to dene down sometimes you know you play i don't know a second jirachi or you play the dene and you need to save it for a fion or an absol or something like right it's but it's like about two slots is what you have in my experience mm-hmm. that can go to support pokemon sure and, Oracorio probably isn't necessarily one of those first picks, but maybe worth trying. Um, I could definitely see it appearing in other decks, though. Like, maybe Abilities are could accommodate Oracorio. I could definitely yeah. see that working. Um, Mewtwo could maybe use it. You know, simple stuff like that. I think Welder decks are really what benefit the most from it. Um, sure. Because it lets them get that extra push. Yeah. Any other decks that you're looking at that are maybe under the radar that you either have tested and have liked or haven't tested and want to? Um, not to a huge extent. I don't, not a huge fan of the stall decks right now because I feel like Zashin is a decent matchup against them unless they really go super hard into the matchup, in which case stuff like Cephalon GX or Picarom can start to fray on them. Um, yeah. I don't like Picarom. I will say that outright even though it performs decently it's just not a deck that i enjoy playing um i would rather play adp if i was playing a tag team or i'd rather play lacephalon if i'm looking to just sweep fast knockouts sure so sure um i think i think really my top picks really come down to fire decks and zashin which is kind of what i've been saying all all quarter (laughs) yeah Absolutely. So I think at this point we can open up the floor, Riley. I think that was a pretty good overview of what uh, what we got going on, at least in terms of what we're liking. Yeah. Again, 
this is not uh, this is not any recommendation for tournament play because we wouldn't recommend that you go to any tournaments. I did say earlier in the cast that you know maybe there's a local tournament that you could hit up. Again, um, a lot of these uh, 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 statements have have kind of been against like the large gatherings. So in our world, that would be a regional or higher. And so uh, just keeping that in mind, you obviously have to have a little bit of you know a life, and you have to you know have some social aspect to that life. And so <laughs> playing in a local tournament, I don't see as like a, a sin, a crime against humanity in terms of, you know, passing on diseases. Obviously you still can in that, in that event, but uh, you know, don't be too crippled by, by the virus that you just like shut down completely. Cause that's just not good for like mental health and right. The large anything. gatherings are no, the large gatherings are what, you know, we really, really strongly advise against. So, um, but all that to say that, yeah, these these are PTCGO suggestions primarily. <laughs> Which is such a bizarre thing to say. It is. It is. Um, so let's see. What, what do we have in chat here? Do you both think that this format will be like World's 2012 or 20 uh, 2008 or the best decks in format <laughs> or the best decks in format were Mewtwo, Darkrai, Terrakion slash Guardi Gallade respectively. Um, do you see ADP Zacian being that kind of, you know, just, just S tier deck that really dominates that people either have to play or find a counter to? Um, I don't know if it's quite in the S tier. I would say it's like in the A plus plus tier because I feel like that I feel like the best decks can hang with it at least enough of the time that it's not like you know you know you don't auto win a tournament by showing up with Zacian if if no one else is playing it you know sure sure like you can definitely get overrun by Pikaram or Mewtwo or whatever. Um, and you kind of saw that in your tournament report. Like, all sorts of decks were hanging with you. Um, but Zacian is just, like, a little more consistent and a little stronger. Um, right. But not so much so. Like, Guardi Gallade was a perfect example of a deck that was insanely dominant. And you just had to play it. Or decks that exclusively beat it. Um, and I don't think Zacian's like that. Sure. Sure. I don't quite agree. I do think at this point it is an S-tier deck. Now, um that being said there's still more to explore about this format uh that should go without being said so i think the more that we play it the more we'll find counters and the more we'll find uh, just, ways to kind of exploit the strategy i just am hesitant to say s tier for anything when the other decks in like the a tier can keep up so well with it like i sure. think s tier should be incredibly dominant and it is in turn like kind of zashin kind of is well but like in other ways, I think, you know, the Picaroms and the Blacephalons and the, uh, you know, whatever else is, they all hang fine. It, but they but they don't, though. But the they thing do, with, you know, like they definitely do. Well, they kind of do, but they but they really don't. It's like everything has to go right for Picarom to hang with the... Yeah, Picarom maybe isn't the best example because that thing is just trash, but like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's trash. It's, it's just not, it's obviously not trash, but like it's just not where ADP Zacian is. Like everything has to go right for the Picaron player. Right. I guess it's like I think S tier is just like 
it has to be on a completely different level for me to call it S tier. And I don't think Zashin is on a completely different level. I, I, I think it's know. better. I, I think it's better, but I don't think it's on a completely different level that like other okay. decks don't hang. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you? I mean, you clearly believe that other decks can hang to an extent. Yeah, to an extent, but they're they're like that one. Like if you play the matchup a hundred times, like ADP is gonna win. I feel like every single matchup at least you know sixty times. Like that's seriously how I feel about the deck. Where yes, Pikaram could win, but just over the course of you know many many uh, uh, games, like you're just not gonna be there. You're just not gonna be there that consistently. ADP does what it wants to do every single game, and if you can't hang with that, then you just get blown out. Yeah, maybe. I guess it's like S tier. I consider like it has to be, and like maybe that's just like my perspective from seeing other card games, meta games that just get, you know completely overrun in a way that ADP has not done in Pokemon. But I think Pokemon also like the dominance isn't as overt in Pokemon, I guess, because there's usually more viable decks at any given time. Sure. Um, so I don't know. Sure, sure. And I mean, again, and this is like, yeah, you're coming from other card games. I'm coming from Pokemon. I, I, it's not really that much of a stretch for me to say that this is one of the most dominant decks that I've seen. It's definitely one of the most dominant ones in like the past year. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. The past year. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking 10 years. Like I can't think of, I can think of one other deck that I thought like should have won every single tournament that it was entered into. And that was Chandelure in cities of 2010 or <laughs> whatever it was. And that's about it. And, and maybe, uh, you know, in 2010, you could say Magnezonian Mega, uh, though I didn't play in that format. But it just, I, I'm trying, I'm struggling to think of, you know, in 10 years of playing, I haven't seen a deck that I just gravitate towards that does everything it wants to do um, every single time. And that is impossible to counter for most decks you know there, there's not something that pikaram can put in that just says oh okay i auto win you know or i i take a positive matchup now to adp it's it's that kind of deck like where it just it's so hard to counter yeah i don't know <laughs> i i, I do think i do think it's very good though i mean I, I would definitely put it like a tier above all the other decks i just like i reserve s tier for like being a certain kind of better than the other decks you know fair enough <laughs> so maybe it's more of a difference in like verbiage and, and and like diction than it is like actual opinion on the deck sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> to be honest that's what it actually is sounding like as we're talking yeah right I, like we're both in agreement, we're saying the same thing but just different ways you know yeah for sure <laughs> yeah Beasel Bozo just saying this has become a semantic debate it totally has <laughs> we're with you there man we caught we caught up before we saw your message <laughs> good um any other questions from the chat we'd love to answer them uh somebody says here that uh garb in 2017 i i and that was a format that i played um you know if we're thinking about the uh uh naic tournament that just you know garb i i think of that tournament when i remember trash lanch drampa garb but i ended up playing zorog garb uh zorog drampa in that tournament and i felt like that had the best like matchup spread you played zorog that... drampa in seattle no i played it in at naic ah, okay. in 20 okay so andrew ended up making top eight with the list and uh just it was drampa gar or drampa zorog was 
I felt, you know, kind of on pace with the uh, Trash Lanch decks. Yeah, you but, can say that, but like Trash Lanch also got twenty out of twenty-two out of thirty-two or something in that day too in Seattle, and it also won all the tournaments. <laughs> no, no, well, yeah, they, you know, the people back then didn't test as much as they do. I feel like I feel like we could enter that same semantics debate we had with ADB Zashian with Champagard. <laughs> <laughs> true, that's true. That's true. That's true. Although I really did like uh, those Zorg deck. That thing was way more fun than Trampa. That is an objective truth. Oh, for sure. If I was to ever revisit that format, you know the first thing I would sleep up is that Zorak deck. Yeah, that deck, absolutely. That deck rocked. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so Orange Rabbits asks, what do you do if your opponent in Toronto is visibly sick? Don't go to Toronto to start. Um, <laughs> and I honestly don't know what I would do in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any advice? I don't know. Would you publicly shame them for endangering everyone? <laughs> I would like request hand sanitizer or gloves or something like. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's so it's so weird, right? Because you're like, ah, it's just tough. We can't. Yeah, just, I mean, I'll just freaking scoop and leave, man. Like, screw it. <laughs> yeah, your life is more important. Please. Be safe guys if you are gonna go to toronto and they aren't canceled or charlotte or whatever just be safe guys like i i don't want to hear about you know massive outbreak at pokemon regionals like that'd just be so horrible just please don't die on us you're our viewers our listeners <laughs> we need that sweet viewership <laughs> katron says free 5k like just start coughing on everybody oh no no, and I don't want to take this like too lightly either because it is affecting a lot of people. Um, yeah. But you know, it, it's obviously fun to like to keep things, uh, you know, a little bit lighthearted as well. So. Sure, uh, sure. I just want to make it clear, like we we don't make light of the situation. Um, that being said, no. and again, like a part of the reason we're and Silver Pocket brings up a great point in the chat is like everybody gets sick after regionals already. You know, why do it? Why would you get sick after a regional during a pandemic outbreak? Right. Right. And that's, uh, that's the thing too, is like, I noticed, you know, I hadn't been to a tournament in a while and going to this, um, going to this local, you know, the cup on the weekend, I like, now I have this little like scratchy in the throat, you know, you just wake up with a little sniffle, but it's like clearly not, you know, the virus. Cause it's not the same symptoms and it hasn't been two weeks or whatever, but it's just like, yeah, you're going to be around, um, around people that, you know, are different and are going to pass you different things just for the, you know, cause you're different people. So, um, you know, being sick after regionals or after events is, is always something that happens, but, um, be aware guys, be safe out there. Yeah. And I think that's probably the perfect capstone we can make to this episode is really just be safe, be cognizant of yourself and others. Um, you know, we all love Pokemon and we're all excited to play, but, Health and safety should always come multiple steps before playing Pokemon cards, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, right. so right. please keep that in mind. We really do recommend not going to these large events right now. Um, don't isolate yourself completely. Stay in touch with your friends, either um, like through stuff like Discord or going to like small local things, uh, but, but really keep it close. Um, and I don't think we can really drive this point home enough. We've said it multiple times over uh the course of the show 
And we love you guys. And we love you all for sure. We really, we do appreciate you all and your support. Um, sorry that we won't be at these upcoming tournaments for a little bit here, but we will continue to do the show. And if things do end up getting canceled and we have to shift away from metaforecasting, uh, just feel free to tweet at us. We have some of our own ideas that we'll start to work on to keep things new and interesting for you guys instead of just talking about the stuff on in ADP every week. Um, but if you have suggestions, feel free to either tweet at us, DM us on any of our personal accounts, or at Tag Team Pokemon on Twitter. And with that, we will all talk to you soon. We really appreciate you guys. Again, stay safe, stay healthy, and peace.